to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I'd like to welcome you. Welcome, 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 welcome. If this is your first time listening, if this is your first time watching the Barnabas Speaks podcast, a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. So, <laughs> uh, let's get started. Uh, I'm actually checking the game. If you uh, see what the score is for the Lakers and the Nuggets, uh, but uh, what I want to share with you and I want to say with you is uh, thank you, thank you for all that. Continue to come out, continue to listen, continue to just uh, truly uh, be a blessing to me uh, because they continue to support, and so I'm thankful for that. And we're doing some different things as I try to. Do YouTube thinking about doing a, uh, doing it recording the podcast via Facebook Live? So we're definitely working on some things, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your support, your continued support, your continued love. And so as we continue to move forward, uh, need to fix something. And so yeah, as we continue to move forward, uh, I just want to say thank you. I want to make sure that everyone gets that. <clears throat> so let us move towards the, the this week. Uh, we have been talking about, not this week, but we have been talking about going to this subject of sex, food, and money. Or how do you want to say it? Sex, money, and food, money, sex, and food, uh, whatever it is. And I, I chose this because I was reading a book. Uh, and the book that I was reading is, I'm just reading scripture with Western eyes. And part of the, like one of the first sections in the book is about sex, food, and money. And it made me think about as I was praying and I was reading and I was looking through it, it made me truly think about some of the things that we just don't cover uh, in the church. Uh, we don't cover in our, our families, the things that we don't cover. Uh, and it generally, it, it, it causes a challenge. It, uh, it definitely causes a challenge sometimes uh, because uh, people are just, uh, they are, they, 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 they are not prepared for it. Uh, we do not prepare people for it. We do not prepare our children for it. And what we do is we end up raising uh, children or adults that are ill-equipped. Uh, one of my favorite parts of, or one of my favorite things that uh, Dave Ramsey says, the, the the money Google says that our kids, our parents were doing two things, but they had two things that they never talked about, sex and money. And in our, specifically in our low socioeconomic community, uh, in our black communities, we do not talk about these things. And it puts our, our our next generation at a disadvantage because they don't know how to maneuver and deal with it. I think about all the things that was talked to me. And so today we're going to talk about money and I'll kind of tackle that. And uh, we may interchange in between here. So I don't want to feel like we're specific. We do have a surprise for next week. We have a surprise, uh, uh, welcoming some guests. And then in October, I'm welcoming another guest. And so we really are trying to, like I said, definitely improve and to, uh, to expand the show uh, the, the podcast. And so anyway, so I think about when I was, a, when I was, uh, I think about money and I, th I begin to really meditate and think about some of the things 
that were talked about or weren't talked about uh, when I was a, a child or a teenager coming into money. And uh, I knew kind of how to save, but not really. Like uh, you want to hold on to your money so you can get your toy and stuff like that. But it wasn't really something that we brought up. And I think about how I even, we view credit. Uh, I, I was uh, told to view credit really. Uh, and it was something that I was, it was, it was almost like a fear. It was one of those things where don't get a credit card, but I was not taught anything about credit. And I don't blame my parents. I don't blame my, 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 my family, my upbringing, because the reality of it is they may have had a limited understanding of it and maybe they didn't, but I, that's how I'm viewing it. So I was afraid of credit. But when I ran into it, I was ill-prepared. I was uneducated about it. And so, of course, I began to rack up a certain amount of debt. And so most of my grad, I don't have a lot of credit. Like I was saying, I don't have like a lot of credit card debt. Uh, the majority of my debt generally comes from, came from, uh, when I joined the military, uh, I had a lot of hospital debt. So uh, if you're watching, you'll see in my hand, you'll see these, these stitches where I had stitches right here. Uh, and so I broke a glass in my hand uh, and I had stitches. And when I got the stitches, I went to the emergency room. So you think about that. How I can't even remember. I think just the emergency visit alone, room visit alone was $500. Uh, and so... And that was that. And I'm not even thinking about how much the stitches cost. The emergency room uh, alone cost $500. And so then my stitches got infected. So then I had to go into the hospital, get an IV. Uh, and uh, I was in the hospital for about a week and a half, maybe a week. Uh, so I was in the hospital for a week, uh, getting this infection pushed out and everything like that. And so I didn't have insurance at the time. So even when I went to insurance, I did not have insurance. So when I went, all that was just straight. That's going to be cash. Straight as oh, Randy Moss said, straight cash on me. And so it was really me trying to maneuver and get through how to uh, how, how to pay this. It wasn't even a thought. Like, and so later on down the line, I ended up uh, joining the military and that was the the bulk of my my uh, my credit card, my credit debt. Uh, like so, even then, so I couldn't get a car because I think I needed a car. I couldn't do anything because I didn't have credit. I couldn't get those things without a cosigner. So I go to I go to the Air Force and like to the point to where when you go in at twenty three, they do a credit check. Uh, so uh, when I did my credit check and then in order to get my security clearance, I had to deal with certain my certain parts of debt. So if you go in before 23, they don't do a credit check, but 23 and older, they do a credit check. So I did a credit check. And so in order to get my, my security clearance, I had to do certain things. So I had to write out a plan. And so this is the first time really that I'm kind of really dealing with finance. I had to write a plan for how I'm going to pay my debt. And so... Uh, but then at the same time, I end up getting the military star card, which I, I want to say there's no interest, but it still goes against your credit. And so 
Uh, so I had to do a deal then. So this is my first credit card, if you will. I'm spending money here and there. Um, and so, but they told me to come up with a plan. So I came up with a plan because without a security clearance, I couldn't do certain things in my job. And so I, uh, I, I come up with a plan. They grant me my security clearance. It's uh, so not to stick to the plan. And I followed the plan. Uh, and so I ended up deploying and I used that big lump sum of money uh, that, because at this point I'm single, uh, I had moved out of my uh, the barracks, so I was getting all the the money that comes with that, and so basically I was stacking all my money. And I was I paid off my hospital bills, uh, paid off my military star, and I was doing well. Uh, I think I, I may have had a cell phone or something bill, and I think I paid that off as well. Uh, and so I'm doing so I come back and I'm doing well, but I still don't have. Well, I have that type of credit. I don't have the credit even enough to get a car, so I never get. I get back and I want to buy a car. And I have little to basically how they look like you don't have enough credit without having a co-signer. And uh, I think some of the people I reached out to said they didn't feel comfortable co-signing. And so I just, OK, uh, so I ended up buying a car cash. So I bought the car cash. I think it was at a buy here, pay here place. Uh, and so I, I cashed it like that. And so but I didn't really understand money. And if you really think about it, no one even uh I've never had a conversation that really outside of don't get a credit card uh, or stay away from credit cards. I didn't have any type of education into the idea of money. And I think that that, that becomes the, the challenge because I am now at the time I'm 23 before I really begin to understand money, understand credit, understand how money works. Now, on this, this is the other side of it. I have been working since I was 14, from 14 to 23, we'll just say from 14 to 23. So I've always roughly had a job. So I've been making money, but not never really understanding the concept of how money works uh, and how credit works. And so uh, what I realized is that I, I begin to, I, I didn't realize that older, I had a cycle of using lump sums of money to pay off my debt rather than managing my debt and manage my money. Uh, and so, but so it was 23. I mean, so I think I, when I deployed, so I had to be 25, 26. Yes. 25 or 26 because I joined the air force at 23. So that's 2006. Yeah. And so I, was 20, I deployed uh, well, when I was 25. Uh, and so, so I'm still at a good age, but I still am still trying to learn money. So I don't know anything about stocks and investments and anything like that. And so, and I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even, even being in the military, I couldn't even find a way to get a car uh, without a co-signer because of my lack of credit, which is a weird thing, and so to speak, itself. But I'm actually glad that I paid cash for my car. That was that. So, but I was, I had the credit to get, it was weird because they had, I, I was able to get apartments and stuff like that, but I just couldn't get a car. And so uh, with that being said, uh, I, uh, I, I never really got an education in, in money and money management and how to deal with it. And so there was, because when you don't have a knowledge, there's a certain fear of it, a certain fear of credit and how credit works, a certain fear of, 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 of and it, you don't identify that as fear. But because you don't know how to work through it and work with it, you 
you don't avoid money, but you oftentimes avoid money management. And that is part of the thing. When we don't talk about sex, we don't talk about food, we don't talk about money. We do not, we we put our we put our 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 families, our youth, our communities at a disadvantage because it does not equip them to be able to deal with it. And so there's a certain avoidance because they don't understand it. Now there's gonna be some people that don't understand it and want to seek knowledge. But if you don't put that thirst for more information, that more that the, the more knowledge in there, then they're going to avoid it. And that really deals with how they how they work and move around in the world. And so I wanna I know I feel like this is the longest intro ever, but one of the things I want to talk about is uh, Ecclesiastes 1019 uh, uh, portion of it says money answers all things. And a lot of times in the church, something that we say and we quote incorrectly is that money is the root all, all, of all evil. But the quote, the scripture actually says the for the love of money is the root of all evil. And so and then Ecclesiastes tells us that money answers all things. And so if that is the case, we have to begin to decide how do we maneuver through this thing at the church, but also what we should be doing at the church is equipping our, our community. We are to, to, we should be equipping our community. We should be assisting our community. We should be helping our community to grow and to, 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 to be good citizens and good partners in, in, in their community. And so if we're not doing those things, we have to begin to ask why. But also just we're, we're, if, if part of raising the, of raising children is to be, help them to be equipped to be functioning and contributing members of society, then we have to equip them on a lot of levels. We have to equip them on, on in different paths and different in different ways, and so we have to make sure. Let me cut this Wi-Fi off. We have to make sure that that's what we're doing. We have to make sure that we are talking to our children. We're talking to our community. We are holding programs in our church that helps the people get a different view of money, uh, because it is something that that we we have not been doing. We're failing. And as a as a a black man, uh, I know that my community, my my race, my whether it's in the city or it's in the country, they we have not been given a full education, and it's not something that we learn in school. Uh, even in the, the the height, if you think about the the different things that you have in school. Like I, I took, they had wood shop, they had auto, uh, automotive uh, skills, and they had home economics, stuff like that, but none, none of it deals with how to function through money. And if the Bible tell how to function with money, to how to be better with money, there's no investment clubs or anything like that. Uh, and so I know there's some, like there's some high schools, there's a high school, so I am in the, I'm in, I, I live in Cary, but I'm in the Raleigh, Durham area, so the RDU, or the RTP, and there's a there's a, a school in Durham, North Carolina, uh, called Hillside Hillside High School, 
and they have a banking school. And so that teaches, which is good, but the, that those that type of education is far and few in between. Uh, and so that means that if we're not gonna get it in schools or we're not gonna press the student, the, the, the school board to put it into schools and we're not going to, if we're not, if we're not getting it there, that means that we have a responsibility to make sure that we're, we're putting some type of curriculum together to teach about money. Because once again, if money answers all things, and we found out that money is not the root of all evil, but the love of money, but we still, while we, we don't have to love money, but we should understand money, and we should understand how it works and how our society is, because we live, we cannot help, we, we are the people that are, that are watching this, that are in America, we are in a capitalist economy. Right. If we're in a capitalist economy, if, if we, we are, that's the kind of economy we, we, we function and move and, and, and work in, then that means that we have to understand how it works. We have to begin to understand how the stock market works. And so we need <clears throat> these mentorship groups and these, these community churches and these community development uh, programs to truly begin to provide education. If we're going to be functional in our society. And so that means that that means it, it means more reading. It means that that instead of uh, <clears throat> that, that we need to be putting rich dad, poor dad in people's hands, that we need to be putting. Uh, 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 I want to say it's Napoleon Hill. Don't hold me to that, but how to, uh, to, to think and grow rich. I want to make sure Yeah, Napoleon Hill, the book Think and Grow Rich or uh, Dave Ramsey's. Uh, debt management books. We need to put those things in, in these schools. Well, not in the schools, but in these programs. And so and so challenge uh, children to read it, understand it. And but also it means that we have to have money discussions at the at the house. We need to be talking about the economy. Even if you don't say, hey, uh, take your take your children and show them how to write a check and how our banking system works and things of that nature. We must equip the generation. If we're trying to break generational curses, we're trying to break systemic curses and systemic, systemic, uh, systemic, if I get it out there, systemic uh, uh, routines and patterns and cycles, it literally means that we will have to, without a shadow of a doubt, begin to do these things. Because a lot of things we believe, we, we believe this is, this is adult business and the child should stay in a child's place. And I grew up that. But sometimes you're going to have to sit down at the kitchen table and say, hey, this is how this works. Let them understand the, the, what. OK, you told me not to get a credit card. But why? So what is the alternative? How do I function through that? Because I need credit to buy a house. I need credit to buy a car. I need unless I just have straight cash. Once again, straight cash on me. Uh, and so if, if, if unless I have that, then I, I can't I, I, I'm not going to be functioning. And if I have an unhealthy fear of it, then I can't one begin to transition and move through society health in a healthy way. And that's what, we, what we're trying to do with if we're trying to. Now let us go back to let's point our fingers, let's point the screens, if you will, back to the church. And the church is trying to be a self-sustained society, like the church in Acts was. If you look in Acts and you look at the, the, the book of Acts, you look at the church, 
but they had they had all things in common, but they all pulled their money together, i.e., as we talk about group group economics. Uh, but as as they poured their money together and they, they they pulled their money together, they had all things in common. No one had a had a had a uh, had a need that was not met because they could do that. But if we're going to do that, we have we have to do it with money because that is the 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 mode of exchange we're not doing the barter system we're, and so if the way that we do it so that means that we have to begin to have investment clubs in our churches or at least to play, uh, have inside of the the youth programs that we're having the stock market game uh, i'm i'm a member of capital south Tony incorporated and uh we have a a youth uh training and mentoring program called Capital League. Uh, God right, but uh, under that is Capital League. And one of the things that they, that we do with, with the Capital Leaguers uh, is we have a stock market game where they understand how the stock works and they understand how to invest. And so it's equipping and pouring back into them. And if if we're going to, to break these cycles and we're going to break the systemic racism cycle and the systemic uh, classism cycle, if we're going to break those things, it has to come from education information and the education is not only going to be inside the school system. This is not. And whether you whether you believe conspiracy theories or not, if you're depending on the, the government to teach you or to teach your children and to, to help how to lift themselves up by understanding money, then you, you, you're, you're going to be sad and mistaken. And so what the hope is, is to have a community that is not dependent on what the government provides, whether it's the community in the church, whether it's the community in the, in the cities, the communities in, in the rural areas, that is the idea. To how to, to because once we begin to understand money, once we begin to understand taxes, once we begin to understand investments in stocks, once we begin to invest in those things, then we can now we can we can multiply the, the, the knowledge and share the knowledge and begin to teach other communities to bring it up. And so if you want to understand how does how how does my community have a greater impact on elections, how does my community have a greater impact? on city zoning, how does my community, it starts whether we want it or we like it or not, it starts with money. Is this what it is? That is the, the, the thing, And but we can't do it if we're not teaching it. And so I am still learning. I'm still working on making sure that my credit is good. I'm still understanding about stocks and the fact is that no one told me that I like uh, that that if I don't have an awesome retirement plan that I should look into a 401k or that I should look into uh, getting a Roth RIA and stuff like that. No one really told us that. But now that I know, I now pass on that knowledge. And so now when I run into uh, a, a, a younger a younger person. When I was in the Air Force, a younger airman, uh, even in my 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 fraternity, I'm a younger kappa. Uh, then I share what I have gotten, even if it's not a lot. Hey, make sure. So if they get a new job, I said make sure that you that you enroll into the 401k. It's silly not to, especially to find out what they're matching. Let let let's begin there, uh, and and go from there. Uh, for your first car coming out, or for letting you to get a new car, a brand new car, get get you something used or 
something that, but then instead of doing that, you could put some of that payment into investing or buying some real estate. Because right now the rage and the idea is uh, group economics, but part of that is understanding how economics work. And I'm for group economics. I'm for going to, for people coming in and, and buying properties and and buying. I'm, I'm for buying back the hood. I'm for buying back back the neighborhood. I'm, I'm for that. I'm for churches uh, 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 funding businesses and, and entrepreneurship things and, and helping develop the community. I'm for those things. But we have to have an understanding of how our economy works. We have to have an understanding of how how money works. We have to have an understanding on how how to speak to the politicians through your, your giving and through your the fundraiser that you do. You have to have that understanding. And if you do not have that understanding, if you do not have that wisdom, that knowledge, we will always, we as a community, we as a church, we as a faith group, will always be behind because we are not really beginning to think about the things that, that push our community. We, people, if we're being honest, if we're going to have a, a, a not even a seat at the table, but if we're going to be able to demand something from, from politicians, if we're going to be able to demand something from our city council, from our, our, our county uh, our county board, uh, or from the, the police departments, or from the fire department, from the school boards, from even, if you really think about it, even from our, our neighborhood, uh, what's it called, uh, our HOAs, that starts with having fiscal power. Now we try to run away from that, the idea of power, but that's just, that's what it is. If we're going to, we have to have certain levels of fiscal power. We have to have, we have to be able to leverage our buying power. We have to be able to, we have to be able to go to the city council and talk about the zoning commissions and, and talk about the school redistricting. And we have to talk about, hey, we want to buy this, this, this commercial property and we're going to, what we're going to do with this is this they're not going to believe you if you don't have the, the collateral and the money and you that's going to be a group economics thing but each person has to bring their their money to the table because if we as 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 whatever group that you're in i'm i'm a faith believer but i'm also a black man and so it's, it's two different things so i want to go back and build my community i want to i want to build I want, I want, I want to be able to say that we, whether it's in the form of the church that we bought this, this, this strip mall, this, 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 the shopping center, and we're going to fill each one of these so that we are able to provide things back in the communities that we come from, back in the communities where people that look like me, sound like me, that are in the same class as me, are started off as the same class as me, and that they could be lifted up, and that they could be lifted up, and that. Then I can say, then when they say, how did you do this? I'm going to say that it came from the wisdom and knowledge that God has provided me. I could do none of this without God. See, when you begin to, to address people, this is what, what James is saying. And James goes on to say that he says, if you show me your faith, I'll show you my works. And he's not, he's not saying that, that what he's not saying that, you, that you have to work for salvation. That's not what he's saying. What he is saying is, is that you can't offer, you can't have a man or a woman ask you for bread and you do not take, take care of their natural need, but say, I can pray with you. They'll be distracted by the fact that, you, that, that, that their stomach is growling. 
They'll be distracted that the, the, the rain is coming down. I mean, you haven't provided them any shelter. And you want to talk to them about God right now. The only thing they can think about is if you don't, if you don't help me, I'm going to take that from you. Because that's what I'm thinking about. I know you, you keep on talking to me about God, but I, I, where is God now? And God sent you there to, to be him on this earth and to be able to provide. God gave you provision to provide, but if we do not know how to manage provision, then we cannot provide. And we must now be able to do the use the provision that God has provided to now provide wisdom and knowledge and things for, to other people. But if we do not have a, a true understanding of how to utilize provision, we can't truly function how God wants us to function. I know, right, this is not prosperity church preaching. That's not what I'm, I'm not talking about. That money coming to me. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you standing in this line, you'll get, you, and you give me $100. Uh, I'm not saying that God, that, that everything, everyone's going to be rich and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that we have to seek knowledge on that subject. And we cannot just seek knowledge and not share. We have to begin to have those conversations. We need to be having economic and financial conversations at our table. And stop worrying so much and being so, so bogged down with the fact of how little you know. You know, you learn from conversation. You learn from having these difficult conversations. You learn from, from research and things of that nature. And we're going to pull each other up. We're going to talk about this. I'm not sure how long we're going to talk about this, but we're going to get this. We're going to we're going to grow. We're going to stop avoiding these conversations. We're going to stop avoiding the conversations about money. We're going to stop avoiding the conversation about sex. We're going to stop avoiding the conversation about food and healthy eating. Because there's someone that can grow. There's someone that can grow from our conversations. There can be, there's someone, if we're saying that experience is the best teacher, part of that experience that's going to happen, part of that is that people are going to learn from your experience, not them experiencing it themselves. If we're going to break cycles, it starts with us having honest conversation and being honest about some of your pitfalls. Parents, stop feeling like you have to be perfect in order to parent your children, in order to teach your children. They'll learn from your mistakes, but you have to be able to be willing to share your mistakes. You have to talk about this the dumb mistake that you made where you bought this but that. And, and, and not this. There, there's people that there, there's rich people that say, I wish that I would have got it. I, I wish that I would have got it on the ground floor. There's 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 people that wish that they would have bought Apple stock. Back in the 90s when it, when it was low, in the 80s when it was low. I wish. I wish that some of the money that I got, even when I was in college and I was getting refund checks, that I put some of that into investing. I, I wish. And so I but I can share that now. If you're gonna get a refund check, yeah. Take a put a put 10% of that. Let's say let's put 10% of that refund check. Let's invest that in the stock market. Let's put that in the Instead of Roth RA or IRA, or uh, IRA is, uh, uh, <laughs> like if I didn't need to know what it means, uh, I would, uh, I, it is, 
trying tripping. It's individual. I knew it was individual. I was I was second guessing the individual retirement account. Uh, and and I, I think I think one of the beauties like I was like, what's the difference between I like the Roth IRA because I pay tax on it now. On the IRA, you get I know they 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 you pay tax on that later. And so I like, hey, let me pay tax now. Let me get pay pay the same way he's gonna get, and then I, I invest the RA, the Roth RA, into Roth RA. And we're gonna talk about some things. It means that I'm gonna do some more research and learn. But as I learn, I'll share. And we need to get that attitude and that idea that we have to share. There's people that need some, this information. And we're going to change our communities. We're going to change our churches. And we're going to change our impact from our community and from our churches. We have to begin to learn about these things. And we have to begin to equip our youth with it. Uh, if anyone that's in Raleigh, the Durham area, Raleigh area, and they're looking to get their teenagers into a program that uh, teenage men into a program that will help, uh, help them grow, help them learn, and maybe teach you some things that you may not have known. Uh, I'll ask that you consider Capital League. Uh, you can email me for more information at cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot S dot brown at gmail.com. Once again, that email is cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D dot S dot brown at gmail.com and just make the subject Capital League. Uh, but begin to look at those programs. And for you that are good finance, financial programs that you need to be volunteering, uh, I won't say what you need to do, but I think that'll be helpful and very, a very good thing to do to begin to look about the places where you can volunteer to be able to provide that type of information. Because there's some there's some people, the the more wealthy they have these conversations at the dinner table and they begin to understand and they're given stocks and they and right now some of us don't have stocks to share or to pass down. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to change the way that our community, our churches look at money because Money is one of the things that we did not talk about. We never talked about it in church and at home. I just know that they wanted more of it. And so let us begin to talk about these things that we have been avoiding. And we're going to continue to talk about money and some of the things that we wish that we had learned about money, things that they never told us. So I pray that this has been uh, enlightening. I pray that I can give you some more information as the week goes on. And we could begin to press forward on that. But I, I, I want to thank everyone that's listened. Uh, thank everyone that, that's sharing this. Uh, please, please, please hit that subscribe button. Please, please, please hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and like it. Uh, if, you, if you're feeling uh, uh, generous, you have to give me five stars on iTunes, uh, on the uh, Apple podcast. Uh, give me again five stars. The more stars, it moves me up and gets more people to uh, listen to it. And uh, I believe that we are talking about things that are blessing to the soul and that people can grow from it. So consider, consider if you would consider giving me five stars, uh, The Barnabas Project. Well, this is The Barnabas Speaks podcast, but this is uh, 
this falls on the umbrella of the Barnabas Project. And there's more things coming from the Barnabas Project and from this podcast. There's more podcasts to be birthed out of this. Uh, I need to make contact so, uh, trying to help somebody launch a podcast. So we're going to do some more. We're going to do some some really good things. I have some surprises to you. Uh, uh, we will have some fellow podcasters on next week. Uh, to, to We're going to talk about the same thing. We'll continue on. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone that has listened, everyone that has shared. And I think that what well, God, I feel like God is telling me that this needs to be live. So uh, next week we'll probably be live on Facebook. Uh, and YouTube, uh, but uh, you also get the actual podcast itself. And uh, I pray that it's been a blessing. I pray that it's, that it's helped you and assisted, assisted you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you. See you next week. <laughs>